Welcome to Golf Better at Worldwide Golf Shops. Episode 248. Hello everyone, Tom Brussell here. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're a first-time listener, long-time subscriber, or maybe fit somewhere in between, doesn't matter. We're just glad that you joined us today. Exciting times at Titleist Golf. New launch of the 718 Irons, 818 Hybrids. Pre-sale starts September 1. Launch date is September 29th. And here to join us is the president of Titleist Golf Clubs, Mr. Steve Pelisek. Pelly, great to have you, man. Glad you could join us. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's exciting times, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. This, you know, we, we, we're pretty regular around here with our product launches. We like two-year life cycles, and uh, we alternate years. You know, one year we'll introduce driver and fairway woods, and then the next year we'll introduce irons. And we introduce hybrids with our irons because we think, frankly, the best time to get fit for hybrids is when you're looking at a new set of irons. So we're ramping up for the big launch of 718 irons and 818 hybrids here in about a month. So it's really exciting. Well, before we get started in those, for those listeners of ours that may not know the difference, could you just briefly touch on AP1, AP2, and AP3 and who those are kind of for? Yeah, yeah. Well, AP1 and AP2, most of your listeners are probably familiar with, you know, and, and the advanced performance franchise has been around now. This will be the 10th anniversary um, of AP Irons, and AP1 and AP2 have been phenomenal successes for us. AP2 is, frankly, the most played iron on worldwide tours. It's a real, it, we call it the gold standard of tour irons. And AP1, eh, I hate to call it this, but it really if you want to categorize it, it is more of a game improvement iron, if you will. It's our longest, most forgiving iron. Um, and, and now we're, this, this time we're introducing a third AP iron for the first time, the AP3, which actually fits between them in most ways. We, we call it 1 plus 2 equals 3. It's got parts of AP1 and parts of AP2 because, really, there was a little void in our product line where uh, folks wanted – we knew a lot of golfers wanted to look at a, a, a golf club that was – more of a compact compact blade looks kind of like AP2, but is geared more for distance like AP1. So it's really a player's iron that's geared for distance. So three models now, the third model, AP3 being the new one. Yeah. You and I talked earlier before we got on the air, and the best way to categorize these are pretty much your tour-type irons and then your game kind of game improvement irons, right? You want to go through that? Yeah, it, it, that's the best way. You know, hey, we, we're very conscious of of making sure that all of our products are, are very clearly positioned so folks can, can pick the, the best one for them. And that's why big proponents of getting fit because a big part of the fitting process is, hey, which model of these is best for me? And when you add it up, you know, heck, we've got six irons we're introducing here in, in, a, in a month, AP1, 2, and 3, and then the very traditional forgings, MB and CB, and then the TMB, which some of your listeners I'm sure are familiar with, some may not be, that is sort of the grandson of the 712U, the utility iron that we developed. But, you know, looking at six irons might be a little confusing, so we basically break them into two groups because you really have tour irons and distance irons. In the tour iron category, you've got MB, CB, and AP2. And they're, they're forged. They're forged irons. They're built for precision. They're very traditional lofted. 
Um, they look great, thin top lines, emphasis on feel and precision. But then in the other camp, you've got irons that are built, quite frankly, Tom, on a very different platform. They're distance irons. They're they're designed for distance, and that's AP1, AP3, and TMB, whereas MBCB, AP2, the tour irons are forged, the distance irons are not, whereas the tour irons are smaller blades, the distance irons are slightly larger blades. Um, tour irons are traditional lofts, the distance irons are stronger lofts. But one thing about stronger lofts is we're always extremely conscious of making sure that irons are, hey, you're hitting irons to a flag. The ball has to stop where it lands. Um, so we're very conscious of even with some slightly stronger lofts, trajectory has to be maintained and the ball has to stop on the green right near the flag where you hit it. So we've got tour irons, distance irons, two different platforms, and hopefully that's a way for folks to kind of start approaching this to, to tell, okay, which of these irons is going to be best for me? That's a great place to start. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the, I guess, the tour irons to start with, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about who who might be playing some of these right now. It's changing from as week to week, but uh, tell us yeah, about the the you know the backside or the the behind the curtain yeah. here with the tour. Yeah, well, that's a big. It's a big part of who we are. You know, we believe in that pedigree. You know, we're the number one iron on the PGA Tour. Uh, have been for for many years, and so there are a lot of players week in week out who play Titleist irons. Um, play that that family I refer to as the tour group of irons M B C B and uh, A P two. Um, a P two is is uh, A P two and M B are quite close, frankly, in the num the, the the numbers of guys who who play each model, and then C B would be the third most popular on tour. You know what's funny about tour players and irons, though, Tom is maybe a little-known statistic, about 75% of the guys who play our irons on tour, and there are a lot of them, uh, they play a mixed set. Uh, it's really only about one out of four guys actually play a model all the way through. You know, Very few play a traditional three to P. In fact, I think there may be only one that I can think of. Rafa Cabrera-Bello plays a, a very traditional three-through pitching wedge in the, uh, in the MB. Most guys play three out of four play a mix and what we see more and more often is they'll play a tour iron say five through um and then they'll play one of these distance irons in the two or three or four and those are pretty high profile folks tend to notice those i'm sure a lot of people notice jordan jordan's an ap2 guy but he plays tmb long iron two or three iron depending on the golf course um, Justin Thomas, sometimes really traditional guys will play, you know, they'll mix the sets up um, with one of these distance irons at the long end. Justin Thomas is an example. Um, he plays MBs, the new MB, um, but plays an AP3 three iron um, most weeks. And he kind of, and he carries, he goes every week with, with he's an interesting guy, in the, if I could for a second. Um, he brings 15, 16, 17 clubs um, each week and decides which 14 to carry. Um, alternates a lot between a 5-wood and that AP3 3-iron, which he hits about 255 yards. Um, you know, and, and then he also brings a couple different 60s um, on the short end of his set. 
uh, a 6012 is the K grind uh, in the SM6 line, Bob's uh, kind of highest bounce wedge. And then he brings a low bounce version of that that Aaron Dill made for him. So he goes in, in his practice rounds, whittles down from you know his favorite 15 or 16 down to the 14 he's going to going to uh, play with that week. So it, 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 it's, it's, and that's pretty common, quite frankly. Um, most guys mix and match because they're really just trying to, trying to fill gaps, distance gaps. Adam Scott carries two five irons, um, for example. They're two different models, um, and he's not paying attention to, to the model so much as he's paying attention to the fact that I like the way each one of these looks, and I know exactly how far each one of these is going. Now, I don't want to be his caddy if I hand him the wrong five iron, but um, <laughs> but so you know you, you you get a lot of mixing and matching, and and we encourage that. That's why we're such big proponents of of fitting. Is you really should you should take the time to get to get uh, to get properly fit to, to to figure out how far you hit each of these irons and make sure that all fourteen of them do something unique. Um, that you don't have duplication in there because, hey, man, you only get 14 of them in one golf ball, so make sure they all do something for you. Yeah, with the with the tour irons, the new tour irons, behind the curtain a little bit as far as the development of it, what would we see differently than what was in past tour irons? Yeah, well, it, the, each model is a little different on its own um, versus its predecessor. MB is a classic, you know, it's a classic soft carbon steel forging. Um, you know, there's not a ton of changes there, quite frankly. We continue to evolve the location of the, the centers of gravity because those continue to change, you know, um, over time. You like a nice progression of, of low CGs for high launches. We tweak the uh, the top line on MB. We tweak the blade length and the offset. You know, we had, we had a set uh, a number of years back, you may recall, called the 680 which was very popular, um, and to this day there are still three or four guys, Webb Simpson being one of them, um, who like the look of 680. Um, it had a little longer blade length and a little bit of offset. So, hey, we 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 migrated MB um, a little toward that to to try to because it, the feedback was so pop you know so positive on that iron. So small changes, evolutionary to MB. Um, CB's quite different, the new CB from its predecessor. We actually put a little tungsten in there. You can't see it, um, but we like using tungsten, in this case, really in a very traditionally sized uh, forged cavity back iron. Um, we put some tungsten in there to lower the CG again to, to help get um, trajectories up. Um, AP2 is quite different from its predecessor. Um, we thin the face out on AP2, especially down low. Um, to try and get a little bit of, of uh, liveliness, frankly, in the face. It's a little faster. Again, we don't, we don't mess with AP2's lofts. Um, it's quite traditional in its progression um, because, again, there are so many good players playing AP2. They know what they want, and, and really our, our tour team says, hey, AP2 is really good. Don't mess with the loft progressions. Don't change the chassis size. Don't change the top line. But if you want to, if you want to add a little more forgiveness to that same chassis, hey, we're all in. Which is interesting. Everybody will take a little forgiveness, as long as it's in a package that still looks and sounds and feels the way they expect. So the changes to AP2 are more in that realm. Um, the CGs are higher. I'm sorry. The, the moments of inertia are higher. Here's a little tidbit. 
the forgiveness, or if you want to call it moment of inertia, in the new AP2 is actually higher than the third generation of AP1. Um, it's, it's a very forgiving golf club, especially given its size. So that's why it's so popular among so many tour guys is it's got this nice compact chassis and thin top line, but it's really a very forgiving golf club and it's forged. So it feels great. So AP two is, is really a, a technological wonder. Quite frankly, there's so much technology packed into that little blade, but that's the, that's the challenge is make it more forgiving, make it better, but don't change what, the real good players like about it, which is its size and its feel and its overall look. So, And the message I'm getting here is that if even the greatest players in the world are mixing clubs and aren't playing a complete full set, for the most part, shouldn't you as well make sure that you're custom fit to make sure you've got the right clubs in your bag? Oh, 100%. And it's not hard. It's really not. You know, you, you, with the launch monitor technology, it's readily available. Um, I would encourage people, when I listen, Tom, to our tour fitters, and we've got some very, very good ones, what they basically say thereafter when they're working with a good player is they're trying to fill gaps at a somewhat constant window. So if you're, you're looking up and the ball is flying relatively through the same window with each club. That's the window the player likes to see. So, okay, I'm going to find seven or eight or nine clubs between hybrids and and irons that all fly through that window but go different distances. That's really what you're trying to do. Um, You know, you, you basically everybody starts with a driver and finishes with a putter. And then you've got some specialty wedges that allow you to, you know, hit different, different shots based on your technique, driver diggers, you know, slider sweeper kind of thing. But in between, you're basically filling distance gaps. And guys like to do that looking at the ball in the same trajectory window. So you can, you can do that. Um, and it, it takes an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. You're going to play this set of irons for probably four or five years. Um, <laughs> Take an hour and uh, and figure out how far you hit each one, and and don't be afraid to mix and match. You know, another little tidbit is seventy percent of the irons we make, seven out of ten sets, they're made to order. Um, we're a custom house. Um, we love mixing and matching, and uh, we'll take good care of your set and and make them meticulously um, so that they perform exactly as they they uh, tested out when you were getting fit. So. Have a ball and, and pick, pick the set comp that's really going to allow you to hit all the shots you're going to encounter on the golf course. Steve Pelisek, thanks so much. It's great having you with us. We'll do it again soon. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, all new from Titleist. 718 Irons, 818 Hybrids, and Steve Pelisek, president of Titleist Clubs. Thanks so much for joining us to discuss the tour irons, the tour part of that, and we'll have more with Steve on another episode when we talk about the distance clubs. Well, many, many thanks to Titleist Golf and Steve Pelisek for joining us and to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of Golf Better at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone.